Hello, welcome to the Central Christian Church Message Podcast. We are passionate about leading people to discover and fully own faith in Jesus. It is our desire that the following message inspires you to take your next steps in your own faith. Let's dive in. Well, hi, everyone, and thank you so much for singing. Don't you love singing Christmas carols? I wish we could sing them year-round. Uh, they, they carry so much meaning. It's such a great way to worship God. So thanks for participating in that. And I just want to welcome you into our home. This is where Lisa and I live, and uh, we're in our family room, and I have the privilege of sharing the Word of God uh, with you from here, and I'm just so glad that you're with me. Uh, I want to do something that I, I, it seems like Christmas can't be Christmas if you don't read the Christmas story, especially as it's told by the, the gospel writer Luke. And, and so what I want to do is I want to read to you a passage that I, I heard a long time ago, and, and I, I, I always resonate with this. I mean, this, this passage just takes me there, and I can see this in my mind's eye so clearly. So let me just read to you uh, from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 14. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. You, you know what's interesting? I, I just can't imagine not reading that passage, that passage has left a mark on me in my life. You know what also has left a mark on me in my life? The same thing has left a mark on you in your life. It's the year 2020. This year has been an incredibly difficult year. No, nobody's, uh, this is a year none of, none of us are going to forget. Nobody saw it coming. All of us are affected. All of us have been in it. You've survived it. It's an historic event that you have lived through. And um, it's changed us in a lot of ways. It's interesting to me as I think about the year 2020. This year, is, it's just been like wave after wave of bad news. And, you know, we, let's just start with the coronavirus, and then we could talk about all the racial tension, and then we could talk about economic issues, and we could talk about schools being shut down, and we could talk about a political campaign and an election. We could talk about a Supreme Court justice who died. They talk about a perfect storm, and a perfect storm was being hit by three waves. What do you call the perfect storm that got six waves that hit you a perfect storm on steroids. I mean, that's what this year has felt like. In fact, dictionary.com, interestingly enough, they came up with a word that describes 2020. And uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's a weird idea, but they called it doom scrolling. It started with the coronavirus, but everything added to it. Doom scrolling is this process. I mean, it's literally, it, it's the act of consuming endless amounts of online news. It's all bad. It's what happens when you go to bed at night and you're ready to go to sleep. But just one last time, you want to check your Twitter feed. And so you check it and all of a sudden you hear, you know, there's another rise in the coronavirus or whatever the news is. And 
And before long, you feel yourself drowning in a pool of despair. This is, this is doom scrolling, and it, it's kind of the thing that sums up this year. In fact, 66% of Americans say, I'm so over the news. I'm just so past this. Again, the great news is it's almost over. Because you know what nobody ever said in the history of mankind? 2020 is almost over. Well, I'm so sorry to see it go. No one ever is guilty of saying that. None of us want to see anything but 2020 in the rearview mirror. In hindsight, 2020, kind of the idea. And uh, we can't wait for that to happen. Wouldn't it be great, though, uh, in the midst of this year of all of this difficult news to hear some good news? Don't you love hearing good news in contrast to bad news? There's a proverb that uh, I, I think it's just such a good proverb. Proverb 1530 says, light in a messenger's eyes brings joy to the heart and good news gives health to the bones. Good news brightens your day. Good news edifies you. It lifts you up. There's no dooms, you know, doom in, in good news. It's just edifying it. Wouldn't you love to hear some good news? Now I want to go back in that story that we just read. I want to take you back to what the angel said. And like, I want you to think, if you would, with me, what, what did that angel say uh, to, to the shepherds that made such a difference? Let, let me read it to you again. Luke 2.10, but the angel said to them, this is the exact thing they, uh, this angel said, do not be afraid. I bring you good news, note, note the phrase, good news, that will cause great joy for all the people. What kind of news could the angel bring that would do that, that would bring great joy to all the people? Most news that we talk about is bad news. Most things that you hear, certainly on the news, if you watch the news, the news tends to be bad news. Um, you, you might know the adage, if it bleeds, it leads. It's the idea that get the, get the most horrific story and the one that grabs your emotions, the one that sucks you in. And the news outlets are really known for doing this, to get a visceral effect out of us. They, they want it to agitate. They want us to be afraid. And they do this because news would never sell if there was nothing in it that would cause you to want to come back and get more information. And, and so we're literally baited on and on and on, a little bit more information, a little bit more information. It gets a little darker and we become a little bit more afraid. There's a lot of profit in selling people bad news. And you know what the news media does not like? Peace and calm. Peace and calm never sells. Peace and calm is nothing to talk about. So we hear a lot of bad news. Now, let's jump back here, though, uh, to the message of, of this angel, because I think it's so important. Um, so what, what did he say? What did he say? Now, look at verse 11. Very clearly, it says, Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you, the Messiah, the Lord. Okay, what's the good news? A Savior has been born. The Messiah, the Anointed One, the Christ has been born. The Lord has come. And this is fascinating. They have been waiting so long to hear this. You need to understand that all throughout the Old Testament, there were prophecies of a coming Messiah. And in fact, the, the last book, the book of Malachi, ends with an anticipation of the coming of the Messiah. And then there were 400 years of silence where it seemed like God just had disappeared. He wasn't saying anything. And they were waiting and waiting and anticipating and nothing showing up. There's a promise of a king to come, a king that would sit on the throne of David, a king that would supersede the greatness of David and that they would lead Israel into an even greater stature than it had under the reign of David. Uh, 700 years before the time of Christ, the prophet Isaiah he spoke and 
He said something that would have made so little sense to so many people, but this is what he said. And again, you might be familiar with these words. We tend to read them around Christmas. Isaiah chapter 9 says this, verse 6 and 7, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, and of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever, and the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. There's so much to hope for, a coming of a Messiah. And the good news that the angel said is he's been born. Now, let me ask you a simple question. Did God come for us or for himself? He certainly didn't come for himself. He had nothing to gain by coming here. He came for us. He came for you. He came for me. And uh, this is for our good. I I want to take you one more time back to Luke. Luke 2.13 says, Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace on those on whom his favor rests, which means peace is coming. God has a gift for those who will receive what he has and what he wanted to bring them. This was not for his good. This was for our good. So what difference does it make? What? So, okay, the news a Savior has been born. What's a Savior? A savior is someone who saves you, who rescues you, who provides help when you're in a sense of despair. And you go, well, what do I possibly need to be saved from? Well, in the biggest sense, what we need to be saved from is the fact that we're all sinners and we've all rebelled against God, and there's consequences to that. Romans 3 talks about how we've all missed the mark. Romans 6 says that the wages of sin is death. The best news of all is that Jesus came, born as a baby, to die on a cross to take away the sins of the world, yours included. Now, you've got to receive him. You've got to accept that for that to become effective. But you know what? There's an even a more immediate sense that I think you could look at this and say, this is what this good news means is that, you know what I need saving from right now in the year 2020? I need to be saved from an overwhelming sense of despair, a, 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 a sense of doom, a, a sense of hopelessness, a sense of pessimism of the year 2020 is what I need to be rescued from. I've got great news. You have a Savior and He's come. He's come for you. And the good news is, is that help has arrived. And where this help came from, hope has arrived. Jesus came to bring you hope. He came to cause you to realize that it's going to be okay, that He's not going to leave you You see, every need you have right now can be met in Jesus. He he has simply come to be your rescuer and your savior. Now, I want to just say that, you know, Christmas is all about hope. That's the point of Christmas. It's all about hope. And uh, we, we were talking about carols earlier. A few minutes ago, I talked about carols. You know, one of the most loved carols of all is a little town of Bethlehem. And, you know, I've been to Bethlehem a number of times, and uh, you know, it's, it's always interesting because there's shepherd's fields and you, and you look up, you know, and you see Bethlehem and, and there's this beautiful image of, of what this, this first night that is recorded in Luke in Bethlehem was like. In fact, let me just capture the words of the song. Let me read to you uh, verse, verse one and three. O little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. Above thy deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by. Yet in thy dark street shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. How silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given. So God imparts to human hearts the blessings of his heaven. 
No ear may hear his coming, but in this world of sin, where meek souls will receive him still, the dear Christ enters in. See, the great news is, as Christ has come, you're not alone. You're not overpowered. You're not outnumbered. You're not doomed in any way. But here's what you have to do. The shepherds in the fields had to look up. They had to look up because that's where the baby was. They had to look up. You know, looking up reminds me of Psalm 121, which again, I just got to read the words to you of Psalm 121. I lift my eyes to the mountains. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going both now and forevermore. You have a savior. You have someone who's come to rescue you. Uh, 1 Peter 5, 7 casts all your anxiety on him. Why? Because he cares for you. You've got to understand. If you simply would place your faith in Jesus, you're never going to be forgotten. You're never going to be forsaken. You're never going to be abandoned. In fact, the very last words of the gospel in Matthew, Jesus said, I'm going to be with you. Count on it till the very end of the age. What does this require? God, what do you want from me? You know what he wants? He wants you to believe in him. He wants you to have faith in him which means that you've got to take him at his word. You have to trust what he's told you. You've got to believe in the good news. And um, Hebrews 11.1, 1, it, it, it basically says this, so faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance in what we have not seen. God was just going to take me at my word. Hebrews 11.6, a little farther down, says, without faith it's impossible to please God because you've got to believe that he exists and that he rewards you if you seek after him. So the simple question is, do you believe? Do you believe? You see, Jesus came so you would have someone to believe in, something to put your confidence in. And if you put your faith in Jesus, there's nothing that's going to come your way that you can't handle. He won't allow it to happen. Well, I want to close this by telling you a story. True story happened back in 1903. The Wright brothers finally got their plane off the ground. They'd flown it 120 feet. They were so excited they couldn't wait to telegram home to tell their sister, to tell the news that they had got it off the ground. And so they, they contacted their sister Catherine with the telegram and, and they said, in fact, let me read you the very words of the telegram. We have actually flown 120 feet. We'll be home for Christmas. And, and Catherine ran to the local news uh, editor to, to give it so they could get it on the news. And, and the editor read the note and he said, oh, my, that's nice. The boys will be home for Christmas. Totally missing the point. You know, that's what I fear so often happens when it comes to Christmas. As we go through all the emotions, we go through all the celebrations, we have all the decor, we have to do all this, but we miss the very point of the best news that you could ever be given, which is your Savior has come. You, you, you have been rescued. Oh, on all the big issues of sin, yeah, he, he, he was born so that he could die, so that he could take away your sin. But today and tomorrow and next week, you don't need to be afraid. You don't need to be overwhelmed. You need to... You need to understand you have a God who's come for you because you matter to him and you're that important to him. So rejoice. God, great news. In the town of Bethlehem, a baby was born, the Savior. Listen, I'm going to hand this over to our campus pastors and our online hosts, and they're just going to lead you in a few moments of reflection as we think about the significance of what this actually means. 
Thanks for listening to me. Thank you so much for joining us today. Our hope is that you are left inspired and challenged to continue to grow in your faith. If you are looking for more from Central, follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. See you next time. Until then, go be the church.